I am Angela Gowans, an educational advocate and family coach here at Kids Center. Back to school. I wanted to talk to you about back to school. I wanted to record this episode earlier. However, I got stuck with my own back to school stuff with my kids, and they range from 16 to 21. It still happens even when they get older. Back to school just drags you down. Getting each ready for their new adventure, whether it be my oldest son, Tristan, going back to college for his final year, or Dylan, who's going for a second year in college and staying in a dorm for the first time, or Liam in his junior year of high school. Going back to school can be really difficult, and this podcast can help you get organized, ready, stay ready, and get the school year off to a good start. Overall, transitions can be difficult for everyone, especially kids that develop differently and have disabilities and their parents. Transitions to school breaks are difficult. Transitions back to school are difficult. Every summer, I feel like I'm finally transitioned in the summer and my kids go back to school. So I have to say transitions are just difficult for everyone, including me. I feel we need to care not just about the back to school for kids, but for parents too. I know the first day I had a quiet house after everyone left for school was bliss. I'm not going to lie. It was amazing. I love my kids, but I can give them so much more love when they are in school and I have time to myself to think, to do work, to make a cup of coffee and actually drink it when it's warm. And to look at the day ahead without too many distractions. So that's why I want to start with parents first. Parents, you got to get ready for this transition and continue to get ready for the transition. Let's talk about your care first. Every year, I wait until I have all the health forms, sports forms, teacher expectation forms, all those forms that are sent home from school, transportation, and I sit down quietly and fill them out all together. I respect that the teachers want their forms back quickly, and I don't hold them for too long, but I just need to do them all together so I'm not scattered. I'm putting all the information down. So I suggest for parents that this is a good first strategy. Take your time, fill them out when you're able to, and get them back to school. So the next tip I have is you need to go to bed early, just like your kids. Get to bed early, at least for the first weeks back to school. There's so many activities and so much changes. It's just important to get your rest. And Put aside a few things like household chores or the perfect dinner or anything else just to get back into a restful situation so you can tackle each day. My next tip for parents is to establish a routine. This routine might be different year to year or season to season or as your kids grow older, the routine changes. But having a routine is very important to staying organized and being the best parent you can be. I have a little trick that I'll share with you. Before I get out of bed in the morning, I lay quietly, try to at least, and visualize my morning. See yourself 
and everyone else doing what needs to be done to get out the door to school and work. Visualization is the key to success. It's mapping it out in your brain. So you have a plan already. You're thinking about it. Don't make it too complex. Just think about, just visualize what every step of your morning routine is, and then you can just go and do it. It's like your practice. My next tip is decide what's important to you. If making fancy lunches for your kids is important to you, then do it. It isn't for me, honestly. I love them getting free lunch at school. The whole state of Massachusetts has free lunch. And for every student, it's the best thing ever to happen to me. But some of your priorities might be different than mine. What are your priorities? Don't get trapped into what I call the parenting trap of comparing yourself to others. I tell myself and my kids, do not listen to the noise. Meaning, do what's important to you and your heart and do not let others' judgments sway your priorities. All too often, we get stuck in this parenting trap of comparison. Walk in your shoes and live your life, not somebody else's. So really decide what's important to you. And you only have so much time in the day So map it out and put it into your routine. The first few weeks of school, I make healthy, no-stress dinners. I make it easy for everyone. I might make a few things on the weekends to have during the week. I might get a rotisserie chicken and throw some vegetables with it and call it dinner. Don't go too out of control. Like, this whole transition back to school is about keeping it simple and easy for you so you can focus on the new transition and getting back into a routine. Now let's talk about kids. So this can be really tough to go back to school from a really fun summer. The first thing I would say is to get to bed early. Kids need sleep, even older kids. Transitions need sleep. The beginning of school year is busy and everyone needs sleep. Get to bed early. Try to encourage everyone else to get to bed early. And try to stay off screens. Have a place where your phones can be so you're not distracted by them and you can get some rest. So when we're talking about uh, kiddos that have general ed teachers, I suggest that parents copy and paste the accommodations into what I call a one-pager. So that one pager is such a sheet that tells them all about your kiddo, the accommodations or reasonable suggestions you might have for working with your child is really valuable to those teachers. They have a lot of students. They're seeing multiple grades sometimes um, for older kids. And having that kind of one pager or what I call the cheat sheet so they don't have to keep on going back to the IEP can be really helpful and it can help engage. Many people say, um, do I do it for older kids? I would even do it for older kids. It's a good way to reach out to the to the teachers um, that your kids might have in high school. You know, keep it really simple. If what works for a kid is having some extra time, make sure that's on there. Um, don't assume that the general ed teachers remember everything about your I, your child's IEP. This is a really good way for them to have a cheat sheet to your child 
and give them the accommodations they deserve and need. If they are, if your children are older, including them in the process can be really valuable and helpful. Ask them what they need at school to be successful and put that on the cheat sheet. Make sure you put your kid's name on it so they can refer back and they know who they need to help. If you have a child that only has special education teachers, they are probably very knowledgeable about your child and their needs and have read the IEP thoroughly. I would suggest also reaching out to them. Say you're a resource, ask them any questions that you might have, but also open it up to any questions they might have about your child's care and learning. If your child needs school medical support, having a quick team meeting at the beginning or even before the school year is best. So if your child enters school and is supported and cared for appropriately, make sure your medical orders are all up to date and the school ha- nurse has them on file. I love creating an all about me book for your child. It's very helpful to teachers and staff to know how to greet your child, what their mode of communication might be, what makes them feel good if they're feeling uncomfortable, what their diagnoses are, how do they get nutrition? Do they eat by mouth? Do they, are they G-tube fed? And what does it look like if they need a break or a rest? Some children have signals they use when they need a little time to themselves. Explain that to the teachers. Try to also keep these brief and easily readable. I love bullet points and photos are great to add. For everyone, try to keep a consistent routine, at least in the evening and the morning when everyone is tired. At these times, use less language than usual. Too much stimulation, especially verbal language, can be overwhelming. Be direct with your instructions. Keep your language limited as possible. And just let your child perform the activity that they're supposed to do to get themselves ready for bed or in the morning. I think it's really important for adults and children to get some exercise. Get outside, have some outside time, take a walk around the block. It's really important to build this into your routine, even if it's for a few minutes. I know the beginning of the school year can be super tough and you're letting your kids go off with strangers. I try to help families avoid getting into that anxious cycle at the beginning of the school year. The beginning of the school year is a time where everyone's trying to figure everyone out, the teachers, students, administrators, and figure out what their students' needs are. When there are minor issues, wait a few days to see if they get worked out before calling the school or emailing. Let people have some time to figure out any minor issues. As for major issues, they're pretty major. Email right away to get it resolved. Bullying, major behavioral issues, major transportation issues like picking up students an hour late, health and safety issues are all major. Document it in an email and make sure it gets resolved. Ask for timelines of how it's going to get resolved and be very specific. Also, try to use less language. I think in general, people get inundated by emails. And sometimes when there's a very long email, some of the important information is lost. 
So if there's a major issue, keep it very simple to that one issue. Schedule an IEP meeting six to eight weeks into the school year. This is a great opportunity to check in with new teachers, the new team, see if there needs to be any changes to the child's IEP. Before six to eight weeks tends to be a little soon for people to know really your your child. So try to let it go six to eight weeks before requesting any meetings. And then during the IEP meeting, make any changes that are necessary. Finally, try and have a system of keeping your child's IEPs, testing, and progress reports. What system works for you? Paper copies in a binder or an electronic system? I prefer electronic systems with folders for each school year. Within that school year folder, I create other folders, one for IEPs, one for testing, one for progress reports, and one for communication with a school, like letters and emails. Whatever your system, make it easy for you to access the information when you need it, or to put the information in when you get it. Back to school is an exciting time for kids and their families. Keep it less stressful by trying to keep it simple and organized. Thank you for joining us for Speaking of Kids. Don't forget to subscribe to our latest podcasting. It'll be a great way to learn more about all the ways your child's educational journey can be supported and a great way to meet the rest of our kids-centered team. You can find the Speaking of Kids podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Kids Centered, visit kidcentered.net.